viewers and listeners, welcome to another exciting episode of Saturday Shade. I'm your host, Nana Kabute. And on today's topic, it's going to be one of the interesting ones because for the past few months, it's been trending, okay? And as messy as I like the show to be, <laughs> I had to bring the topic on the show. So today we are talking about religion and healthy relationships. And uh, to do that, I have some awesome people join me as well to discuss this today. I have Taylor in the building. I have, you know, just tea. Let me just say that. <laughs> just tea. And we have my one and only good friend, Tunde. You know, I, it's hard to just not go by your family. Just like, you know what? My name is Jamila. Thank Jamila, you. yes, it is. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the show. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Hi. So, and viewers at home and listeners, don't forget to join the conversation on Twitter, SSWDNKabute, on Instagram, Saturday Shade, and do not forget to hashtag Saturday Shade as well. So let's get right into this, okay? So let's talk about healthy relationships and religion. Mm. And people were like, why do you want to talk about this? Uh, because I can mm. and because <laughs> I want to. I mean, I don't think it's a big deal. You know, and one thing I realized is like a lot of people were like, how are you going to blend these topics together? Very simple. I know everybody has heard about Derek Jackson, right? John Gray and all these amazing people we all know. They all preach about, you know, being faithful to your wife or your significant other, like whatever they say, we listen to it. Amazing though. The question is, have they done that? You know, and they are all in the public eye. One, they are all pretty much have a position like in the church somehow. And, you know, they... Let me just say this slip up sometimes, okay? Because I'm listen, I'm not judging them, but you know, just saying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yes, judging. Um, <laughs> so, I, I mean, so here's a question for you, Kibute. And since we're it's about the topic, yeah. Uh, are we talking about like religion within a healthy relationship, or as in like two separate factors and how they could coexist? Well, all of them together, because you know, people. It's, it's, it's kind of like crazy because it all ends up intertwines with both of them anyway, you know? So we have, I have another second, I mean, I have another top uh, question I was going to ask about like, you know, coming from like different religious backgrounds as well. So, you know, it's all in the mix somehow. Right. Okay. So first we're going to tackle the men of the cloth and their transgressions. <laughs> it in, was a uh, shade for me, right? Their relationships. <laughs> the, the, transgressions oh, uh, in their relationships and then we're going to talk about the other thing yes mm -hmm. okay well, well i guess like just kind of my perspective so i'm roman catholic like that's what i grew up in i grew up in the catholic church and stuff um so those people that you're talking about like i i vaguely know who they are i think i've seen them in your stories maybe mm -hmm. um they mm -hmm. sound familiar um but i feel like what happens a lot with um because a lot of certain different sectors in Christianity, you know, give these people a public image. Mm -hmm. I think their ego gets to them with the fame and the attention. Mm -hmm. And so then, you know, people be throwing themselves at them and they fall into the temptation and Ooh. stuff. And so I kind of feel like that's part of the issue. I'm not saying Catholic priests are better. Like that's a whole other <laughs> world. We don't whole... get into that, but wow. I will here for say, days, okay. <laughs> um, I will say though, I guess because at least um, they're not too much in the media. You don't really mm. see that, and then they just can't even be married. So yeah. I don't know. Actually, maybe I shouldn't even brought that up because I don't know if, if they're like a good example at all. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> 
but then again, that just shows you no one, <laughs> no one in, in religion, no matter what position right. of power they're in, like they're all, they all fall within, you know, within temptation. They all commit sins. Like no one's perfect. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I think that's the thing also, you always remember. Like oh, I was growing up, Martin, I don't know if you remember this, but we've always been told like when it comes to pastors and people of religion yeah. say, they say, do as I say, not as I do, do right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we've carried that with us for all this time, thinking that, okay, even though the pastor says this and does something else, you're supposed to only do what you hear him say, not what you see him practice in his actual day-to-day yeah. life. And that can be difficult, you know? It's almost like when we say, oh, can you separate the artist from, uh, can you separate the art from the, the day-to-day artist. life of yeah, certain like- artists that we follow? It, it can like be Al Kelly. right or Chris or Brown and whatnot right mm-hmm. so it's almost like not only do we hear them on those on Sundays or whenever we go to church but we also look at them with such reverence that it's like okay I see him and his wife doing this we go to them for counseling and whatnot so it goes beyond just what they talk about on the pulpit and I feel like yes we need to hold them responsible a little bit and not just like give them a pass all the time. Oh, they ain't getting no pass from me because if I do my shit, they're gonna talk about it. So guess what? We are gonna be doing it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. See, uh, what, what do you want to add to it? <laughs> I mean, I just think it's important to remember that these people are just they're humans. They're regular people that fall under regular temptations and regular bad decisions, I guess. Um it's, <laughs> it's the truth. This is they're there are regular people that are trying to lead by a better example, but a lot of the times they don't even know what they're actually saying and doing. Um, they just kind of like preach, you know, nice words. I think the way my mother put it one day was just like, there's a, a lot of pastors and preachers out there that will give you the milk and honey, but not meat and potatoes. And right. it's like, they say a lot of nice things, but when it comes down to the core of it, the actual <laughs> center of it, like their heart's a little wayward and it kind of yeah. just goes whatever their heart desires like the guy you talked about and his poor wife i know <laughs> his poor you wife know. yeah where i have an issue <laughs> with it well just one quick second is yes of course i personally and i can only speak for myself i understand that we as humans we falter right but just as they want that grace will they then also when people are giving them that extra reverence more than they deserve will they sort of like tamper it down a little bit and say, hey, just so you know, I'm also human, even before their transgressions come out, is that they live and exist within this like self-important space that yeah. they don't yeah. they, they don't put themselves put on an altar. Themselves, yes, they don't put themselves at the same level as the everyday human a lot of the time. It's only when things go bad that they say, oh my God, well, I'm just human like you. Yeah. Right? So that's how why it looks like it go fall from grace a lot of the time. We all we are (laughs) we are, but I'm watching you. You know, yeah. No, but but I think that's true. I think we're building on top of that though, because it is it is very, very true that a lot of like preachers, pastors, ministers, whatever you want to call yourself. Put yourself in a higher pedestal than the rest of us and it's yeah. it's something that 
I think it's kind of like ironic and almost contradictory to the actual faith because even Jesus himself made himself like the most humble down to earth from the beginning. Yes. Yeah. To, and he you know, made end, sure end to end say it to people. Who, yeah. Quite literally. Uh, <laughs> there was even, isn't there a passage in the Bible where he literally destroys like the marketplace outside the church because they were being mm-hmm. all like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Essentially. Like that's that whole, like being able to have billion dollar planes and whatever it is and call it for the faith and call it for Christ is, I don't know. A lot of it. I'm not. I'm not. If you can, if you guys can, yeah. can't tell, I'm not a big fan of like televangelists and like mega church preachers and stuff like that because it's it's all hypocritical. It is, and I think you know um, Taylor actually brought up a good point when it, it came like the Catholic Church, okay? Because you know we always see how we're like, no, they're like the most, the most saints or whatever. All this like, but once you study here, those stories are like, hold on now. Now all your kids need therapy. Yeah, because I know, right? So there's this um, school back in Ghana, right? It's it's a high school, but it has like a seminary to it as well, okay? So the stories I know about that school and the people who went to the school, I'm like, are y'all really sure no one is without sin? Because, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, these stories are so not good for the Christian, you know? I mean, let's just say the Christian faith, because I think sometimes, like, the religion itself makes people feel like, oh, well, you know, you can do this, yeah, and you get forgiven. You can do this, but you can't get forgiven. I'm like, okay, that's that's not true. We all know every sin can be forgiven, you know, but do we forgive yeah. people? That's, that's a whole different conversation. Exactly. You know, I think there's, there's a point to be made when it comes to the actual main topic of like relationships and religion about like dating outside of your own religion as well. Because I think yeah. that, that kind of like, it's just because I was uh, like, I just passed and I was thinking about uh, one of my friends recently. He's, um, I'm not going to say any names, but he's Muslim and she's Christian and they're. You're not saying names? Can I give you names? <laughs> Me? Bob, Bob and Sarah, I, sure. <laughs> Bob and Sarah. <laughs> right. Um, my name. <laughs> yeah, right, just read Because I'm actually in that kind of relationship right now. So there you go. Um, yeah. But it's, it's, you know, there's something to be said about like, understanding the there's a core a, a, a base level of like unifying faith or like there are you can be an atheist as well but um as long as an understanding within the relationship and there's a right. lot of communication because i would say the one regardless irregardless or whatever you want to use of all relationships um the you, you kind of need three things to survive to be in a healthy mm-hmm. relationship you need trust and if you mm-hmm. can't have that <laughs> out the window one? yeah honesty which is another foundation for trust. It's a kind of a subcategory, but it's very, very important. And communication. So, like, if I can, if I can talk to my partner and say, you know, whatever it is that's going through my heart, and I think weekly, weekly checkups are a good idea, by the way, too, if you guys do that, practice it or not. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but trust, honesty, and communication. Like, those three things, regardless of what relationship you're in, you should be fine. You should yeah. be able to be like, hey, I, I feel this kind of way. And, you know, if you can communicate it through each other or can communicate it through the Bible or can communicate it through whatever faith or yeah. whatever method you feel comfortable with, then you should be fine. You should be in health with issue. Yeah. Okay. And that's that. me speaking from as someone who's actually in a relationship like that uh, currently. I feel like it is, like you said, uh, Jake, is that, T, sorry, is that there is... Um, the need for those things. But I also see respect is a very, very, very big thing. But Mm. then you see that everybody outside of your situation um, 
is the one that has an issue with it. It's all these third parties, right? So me and my um, my man, we're in like a really good, healthy relationship. We communicate, we trust each other, we you know respect each other, and because of that, we've able we've been able to uh, have a good relationship regardless of our uh, um, religious background. But then when we decided to break that barrier, so we lived in this bubble for so long, me and him, because we loved each other and wanted to protect what we had. But then we've gotten to the point where, okay, we cannot live two lives just because we're from different religions. So it's like me and him, we live one life together. And then when we go to our families, we act like, you know, we're different. So we decided it's time to break that a little bit and start telling people. As you can imagine, especially if you're, from where we're from in yeah. Africa, yeah. religion is a huge thing. Huge. They almost see it as like number one before anything else. So it's caused quite a bit of grief uh, for some of us, um, not some of us, for us, well, we know. our families and a lot of pushback and stuff like that. But I'm not, not going to be in a good, healthy, happy relationship because somebody else doesn't understand. So we're getting to that point where it's like, okay, you guys have to warm up to each other because between me and him, as long as we have an understanding before we move to the next step of our relationship, when it comes to children and stuff like that, if it gets there, then what do you people have to worry about? So that's the conversations that are happening now. And it's not going to be easy. We knew it wasn't going to be easy. That's why we broke up Mm. and made up over the years, but as adults now, we said, you know what? We love each other. Like, what are we doing? So we're figuring it out. That but is everyone insane. else is the problem, not us. Oh, yeah. they'll be fine, you know. And, you know, <laughs> one thing I don't like is long-distance relationships, right? And with mm-hmm. that, it, it comes with a lot of, like, you know, communication every time. Especially being, like, on different time zones and all. This. It's, it's a lot, okay? So for me, communication has been, like, top priority, like, trust me. I don't play with that part. But, you know, one of my uh, recent relationships came to an end. Mm. Let me step on that. Wait, hold on. You're, wait, hold on. <laughs> wait, who? What? When? Since yeah. When? Like about um, a month ago. I mean, by the time this actually premieres, it'll be like a few months in, and maybe I might not be single. But that's all right um, now. Well, you're... damn. Amen <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. That's right, you know, but that's all right Ooh. now. Yes, I'm single, back on the market. You know, I'm back on rotation, so I can actually, you know, take more and right in time for summer. Okay, <laughs> right. right, hot boy summer. Okay, I'm gonna be the hot boy in the summer. You know, so but honestly, and and I mean, I think with ours, with what actually brought up this whole breakup was like, I mean, it wasn't anything like bad. Honestly, no, we don't have any bubble or anything. No, not at all. It was just distance. I couldn't travel. She couldn't travel. It's COVID. Like it was just like it's it's just too much. And I'm 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 tired of long distance. Okay, like I'm not doing that anymore. It was I mean it was a lot of communication, but something you have to realize, you know, depends on where you guys are at that time in your lives and whatever that's happening. Also, kind of like you know factors into how you move forward. You know, like I said, if you're doing Were you long distance, different religion. I'm sorry. Were you different religion? No, actually the same religion. Oh, okay. We do share a lot of like a lot of like you know. The person's actually gone, Jimmy. So, you know, I mean, she, okay. so we do share a lot like, you know, uh, these gospel songs like in the local dialect. So it's like, we, I mean, we still do, even though we're not together, 
But I mean, I'm like, if it happens in the future, if it don't, hot boy summer, okay. I'm good. <laughs> Taylor, would you date someone that's a different religion from you? Um, I've thought about this like a lot and honestly, probably not. Um, just because I have had a lot of people in my life where that hasn't worked. Mm. Um, you know, and not to say yours won't or anything. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, and it really just, I think it just comes down to the individuals and stuff like that. Um, cause that, yeah. like the personal example in my life, I think it was just that, it was two people who were just so strongly and strongly believed in their separate religions that they weren't really willing to come together, but then each other. And then it just, you know, caused a lot of issue and stuff. But I mean, never say never, like you never know. So in your case, is it like a Christian who say wasn't um, Catholic or are you saying like you dated like a Jewish person or a Muslim or a Hindu? That's a good point. Like what I would date? Is that what you're saying? You know, yeah, the past relationships that you had that didn't work out. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, most of the people that I've dated have actually not been that religious, and I thought I was okay with that, but I realized I actually wasn't. Um, I, <laughs> so, yeah. so you're very religious. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, and see, I don't even really like using that term just because. Mm. For me, it's been e- used in a very negative way. Negative like people have used yeah. it as a way yeah. to make tear me down. Derogatory, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I went to a Catholic high school and everyone called me, uh, oh, you're super religious. I was like, I just go to church every week. They <laughs> <laughs> praise before dinner. Like, I don't think mm. my family has actually gotten my parents actually have gotten actually more religious as they've, as they've gotten older. So during COVID, I, I was home with them for a few months and we would do like the rosary once a week and we would do, um, you know, the daily prayer and that type of thing, um, read the Bible and stuff. And I didn't grow up like that. So it was kind of like a little, like it surprised me. Like, hold and on my now. Mom's like, it wasn't you. Yeah, I was just like, oh, like, when did you guys start doing this? And my mom's like, oh, we started doing it for Lent. Um, and then it just kind of, and I think for my parents, it's like a way of therapy for them because like they were going through a lot of things in their life and stuff. And I think it just was a way of therapy and a way for them to come together and everything. Oh. And so, so seeing that, like, that's something... I want, you know, like I want to be able to have that same religious connection. So I feel like bond on your religion. Exactly. So I feel like if I married with someone who's a different religion, I wouldn't get that. Um, And then as for if they have to be Catholic, I'm I've always said, like, if I married someone who's a different denomination, I'd probably go to like a non-denomination church. Like that would kind of be my way of like meeting in the middle and stuff. I understand now. Yeah. yeah, Like I, I like being a Catholic, you know, despite all of its controversies. Um, but it's, it's what I I mean, we all have it. Like, (laughs) yeah, exactly. And like, I grew up with that. It's just, it's going to the church just brings me comfort and everything. And like, it kind of suits my personality too. Cause Catholics are often, they often joke like how we don't like to sing we're very quiet when we mm-hmm. pray and that goes with my personality like I'm not very like you know yeah. out there and stuff Something. so I like that yeah and so that's why I like going to the Catholic churches and stuff but you know I'm not gonna just turn away a man I love just because you know he's that's a different cool. denomination mm-hmm. so 
Um, I tried it. We tried it, me and him, and it didn't work. So we sort of just gave, put our hands up and said, you know what? We belong together. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and honestly, you know, I think like with the whole thing about Derek Jackson's situation was like, I think him, and, and I hate to use because, I, but then again, it was like a public conversation. You know, it's like, right. it's it, honestly, I think 20, 30 years from now, if you go on YouTube or Google, you are still. Before, before you continue, can we say this? Give Taylor a little bit of context with Derek Jackson. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So uh, he was, uh, I guess, a pastor. I don't know. Maybe you guys can give more information. Uh, I don't think he's a pastor. He just, well, he's, he's, like... he's, he's, he's in the church. Speaker. And yeah, yeah he's, he's a speaker. He's, yeah. A public speaker, an online minister, Great. I guess we would call it that. Mm-hmm. But um, he recently went on um, social media and publicly uh, announced that he had been cheating on his wife. And you know, uh, and they worked it out with his wife. He held well, her he hand. He was about to get exposed, so he had to yeah, do the quick. Basically. <laughs> they always basically. put it out when they're about to get exposed. Basically, Portia. Um. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. Um, that was that was uh gen- the general gist of things. Um, but it kind of like spiraled and spiraled south further and further. Um, yeah. due to a lot of different reasons, you know, her, his yeah. wife's I think Derek went the way it went because <clears throat> he became on, well, he made himself out to be this perfect man, right? So his shtick was, oh my God, women, if you're looking for a perfect man, don't put up with this kind of man, this, that, that. And you know, in the culture, black men tend to feel attacked whenever a man is saying, you don't put up with this, don't put mm-hmm. up with yeah. that. So when his downfall <laughs> happened, a lot of black men jumped on that and said, oh, my God, see, we told you this guy is full of crap. He is this and that and that. He didn't listen. And he had put himself up in the community in the pedestal, and in yeah. the church community as I'm the perfect representation of what you should look for in a man. Or let me tell you what you should look for in a man. And you never want to do that. No. Yeah. yeah, so that's what he did. And uh, John Gray was actually a preacher. I mean, he's still a preacher, though. So his... Yeah, a big church, right? Yeah, I mean, and then with his, I think uh, he invited the girls, like, on a trip. And I think, I mean, I don't know if this is true because I honestly don't remember because I'm like, I, I can't keep up with these folks that like that. Uh, and I think he, the girl, he asked the girl to send the, uh, him some pictures and her underwear, like, all kinds of stuff. So it was just like, yo, when all this came out, it was like, so you guys are out here preaching on the pulpit and uh, we turn around and y'all out here doing the nasty shit outside. Wow. So, you know, like the backlash was like very heavy, but I think if they had actually been like very honest to people, like, you know, even, <clears throat> sorry, even though I'm telling you this, just know I'm also human. On John Gray too is he had, yeah. And the conference, right. And the context on John, the mm-hmm. female whisperer, he had built him and his wife up to be the perfect couple, right? Yes. So he was walking around holding his wife's hand, bringing her up on stage and saying, this woman raised me. She is the perfect wife. She submits. She does this. She does that. And that's why. So it's what you build yourself up to be. If you are found out not to be what you've told people you are mm. in the name of God, then it's a lot easier for people to get you with it. It's a lot easier for people to sort of like spray you with it and say, ooh, look, you were acting all holier than thou. There you are now. And that is true. 
Well, and you know, they always say like the couples that are always out there saying like, look how in love we are. Look how amazing we are. Those are the couples that are usually like hiding something in the background. It's just like, why why are y'all doing that? And and they probably don't even see the same bedroom. Yeah, they have the biggest skeletons in their closet for sure. Yeah, for sure. Meanwhile, I'm out here being myself, being you know, on the hood, you know, that's all you can be. Like, really, like, if you are not live your truth to the best of your ability, just don't put yourself in that place where you act like your shit don't sting, only for Mm -hmm. us to find out that you're swimming in the sewer. Like, damn, (laughs) you know, like. <laughs> Not the tea, um, but yeah, uh, honestly, yeah, I agree with everything everyone said so far. It's it's been uh, it's 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 a, it's a little hard to um to see people like that, and for me at least to and believe what they say because most of the days, most things online are fake anyway. So it's Facts. like when I see yeah. people doing these like you know showboating their relationships on like YouTube or Instagram yes. or even TikTok now, uh, it's like oh, okay, all right, this perfect you know you know shiny relationship that doesn't yeah. have any rainfalls or flaws because or you it's get a distraction right it's and... always look the shiny thing is here <clears throat> don't look there yeah yeah the false image yeah i mean honestly you guys said it all and you know sometimes you have to ask yourself is it even worth it because you know we always want to have this perfect relationship you know and i think most of us our parents don't really show us like the bad side, like all the, the difficulties in marriage. So we don't, we think they don't have any issues, you know, but I feel like once you grow and you mature, you realize, oh, uh, what are y'all hiding? Like, I want to know because I don't want to be in a relationship and figure out like, oh shit, this is how she goes. Even though my parents have still not told me anything or I haven't seen them argue or anything, in my mind, I know it's not an easy journey. I know for a fact it's going to get some times so you probably just want to sleep in a different room or sleep on the couch and your wife or your husband probably sleep in the bedroom somewhere, you know? And I think if more people actually realize it is not going to be easy, it takes time. It takes patience. It takes like all the lessons for you to be able to like, with like what's called withstand everything else. I think if you're able to like tell people those sides, even if it fall down, I think people will still be like, you know what? We got you. Even though I would say some people are like, you know what? We understand. Some people are just like, nah, we don't. Well, see, I was actually raised a little differently because my parents didn't hide their fights or their arguments or anything like that. So, like, I I saw my parents fighting. And as a little kid, I remember being kind of terrified. Like, I told my mom that once. I was like, because so many of my friends' parents were getting divorced. So when they did fight, I was like, I was always scared that you guys were going to get a divorce and everything. I was like, that was something I would, like, pray to God all the time. Like, please don't let my parents get a divorce. And my mom's like... No, like we just didn't want, we didn't want to hide the bad, you know, like that's right. what a marriage is. It's good and bad. Not things under the rug because then it yeah. explodes. Yeah. Exactly. But so. in an African home, trust me, you're not going to see they hide it all. <laughs> well, my parents aren't together, but yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but... <laughs> see my my family's italian and so we we just say it like it is where people are like why are you always yelling we're like we're not yelling (laughs) like we we, we all understand that we We get that far (laughs) (laughs) like listen like i would say jimmy like you you know how the guns like we talk and it's like we're literally just having a conversation but it's like Can y'all calm yeah. down? It's like, no, okay, I was driving with my friend. She is uh, Caucasian, and I spoke to my mom. It was a short conversation, but I was talking to her, and it was the most normal conversation. I even laughed at certain things she said. After, she goes, 
are you okay? I'm like, yeah, what's up? She goes, oh, it sounded like you guys were fighting. Because <laughs> I had my mom on the car's Bluetooth. And I'm like, uh, actually, it was like a mad chill conversation today. <laughs> okay. So it just comes across that way. We're just passionate. Yeah. Yes. We so, are passionate. <laughs> yeah, we are. So before we wrap this up, okay. What do you think people should? I'm going to ask everyone's. I mean, it's one question, but I'm just going to ask everyone's opinion. What do you think people should learn about religion and relationships now? Whether it comes to like, what's it called? Um, either coming from different religions or either like, you know, listen to these people we put on pedestal and they sometimes fall down. You know, what is advice would you give to yourself or someone else who's listening and watching? Who goes first? Anybody can go. Um, I'll go first. Ladies first, ladies first. <laughs> um, I, I think when it comes to like relationships and religion, I think first off, you need to be honest with yourself about what you want. So sort of like I said, like I thought I'd be fine dating people who weren't that religious, but then learned very quickly that I wasn't. And I think it so often, I think people make compromises because they don't want to be alone, but I would rather be alone than be with someone that, you know, I don't connect with on a spiritual level. Um, so I think when it comes, I think also being honest with your significant other, I mean, we talked about how that's one of the important things like honesty, you know, just being honest with your partner, like saying, Hey, you know, religion is important to me. And I think when you're dating someone, I think it's so easy to say, well, they don't go to church, so they're not religious, but you're not giving them the chance to see if that's something they're open to. So for example, like my parents, my dad grew up religious, but in college didn't really go to church. And my mom in college went to church every weekend. And finally, one day my dad was like, why don't you ever invite me to mass? And then my mom's like, oh, I just thought you didn't want to go. He's like, no, like I'll go with you. It's important to you. So he started going with her and then eventually converted to Catholicism um, because they were planning on getting married and stuff because he was Lutheran. Um, And so, but it's just like, my mom just kind of assumed my dad didn't want to go. And my dad was like, no, like, I want to go with you. Um, And so I think it's also just talk to your partner, say, Hey, like, this is important to me and, you know, give them the opportunity to go with you and see if it's something they would be interested in. Um, And yeah, I think it's just like a lot of honesty, a lot of communication. And I think that that's what you need. Mm, Okay. Um, For me, I would say that the big thing is, as long as you're not on either extreme of the um, of the spectrum, there is a happy middle ground. My partner, he uh, goes to church every week. He's very religious, but he doesn't, you know, thump it in my face all the time. And I'm very millennial with my religious practices, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've been, you know, uh, we've been described as that, so... Um, we just are able to then be respectful of each other because I believe if we both existed on the extreme end of the religious spectrum, then it will be hard for either of us to draw any closer to each other in our relationships uh, beyond that. I think that finding the, the common values is what has really helped us for him to understand that just because she's not from or she doesn't follow what I follow doesn't mean that she's anti it and just because i um he doesn't follow what i follow it doesn't mean he's anti so we found those middle grounds and if you have those conversations you will find out that 
there isn't that much difference. Mm. And there is a lot of exploitation that happens in religious differences that causes the world to be on fire the way that it does, that causes those kinds of discrimination uh, that uh, we experience on a day-to-day basis. But yes, you can, you can nicely and happily exist with someone that is outside. I have a cousin who has been married for many years to someone of her religion, which is the same as mine, and someone of my uh, partner's religion who is like um, with is her husband and they've been perfectly fine and are raising two beautiful daughters. So I talk to her a lot and I know it's, it's, it's possible. doable. Yes, yeah, possible. Wow. You're yeah. not just preaching. Ooh. Um, is it my turn? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, uh, yes, is a two part of this, but, uh, first part is that you know, there has to be, um, an understanding with every person in every relationship and that kind of, comes with, I guess the second part, technically one part then, I guess. But um, <laughs> religion is, to me at least, it's an individual journey between you and God. You know, it's a relationship between you and, or lack thereof, if you're atheist. But it's a bit, it's an individual experience, regardless. It's your experience, your choices, your growth. Because at the end of the day, either you're gonna go up there, or down there, or whatever it is, your partner's gonna have their own choices and whatever it's like. Um, so it's it's really more about like understanding that like you guys might have a core uh belief system that might glue you guys together or not mm-hmm. um preferably if you guys are kind of being a relationship like whether it's muslim or christianity they're still the same it's still the same you know god you know for most religions on earth um not all of them but most religions have the same that core mm-hmm. um and if you guys can understand that and accept it and just like absorb it instead of trying to uh, push it away and be like, okay, well, this is you and who you are, and this is part of your package, and I accept you. Then that's all that matters. Um, and then, because if you keep rejecting who they are as a person and their faith, you're, you're rejecting a part of them, and it's never going to work out. So uh, at the end of the day, understand them, respect them, as you said earlier, um, and just absorb that, absorb them, um, and you should be fine. I mean, that is so true. And I always tell people, you know what? Sometimes I just want to elope, okay? Because I ain't got time for all that stuff. I'm like, I'm out. Like, I ain't got it. Like, honestly, I don't. Like, I know as much as, like, no, I joke on. Sometimes I just, like, my patience is just, like, this shit. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing this. I'm I'm just ready to go. Because I've been to a few weddings, and I'm looking at how people get stressed about, like, you know, the bridesmaids, the groomsmen, things not go, uh-uh, listen, don't do that. <laughs> people bring that stress on themselves. It doesn't yeah. have to be stressful. You're making it stressful. Like, um, I'm that sorry, is true. you know? No, honestly, like, that is that is a good point. You and know? I think just like, going like, to the justice of the peace. <laughs> Just go to the court. I'll just go to the court like, inside the paper. I'm going to Cheesecake Factory like... for dinner. <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, that's a good place. But no, Taylor is 100% right, though. It's like, that is yeah. true. It's, 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 it's almost part of the vanity of humanity, where it's just like we're trying to impress everyone. It was a vanity yeah. Make it a no, big event. And... Like, you, okay, it's, just, <laughs> it's just a celebration. Like, you two are coming together, and your family and friends are supposed to be there to celebrate. And stuff. So, like, yeah. why do you, why do a, why do a thousand of your closest friends friends need to be there? Like, no. No, I mean, it's not even. That's just on top of that, though. Like, for me, it's it's the weirdest thing judge. because 
but it's the weirdest thing. This, this is not even about relationships and religion anymore. It's just about weddings now, but let's go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of a religious aspect a little yeah, this bit. this is true, so. this is true. Uh, speaking of, um, Jamila, I'm going to ask you a question about this after. Yes, please. But, um, I'll ask you now. Are you going to have two set celebrations? Because my friends that just got married had to have a Christian animalism uh, ceremony for them. Yes, so those discussions are happening um, in terms of what day. So in our culture, we do like three days. My culture, yeah. we do three days. And his culture is mostly like the traditional one day and a white wedding. And then the Sunday you go so like to a like three. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Yeah, so it's pretty much. And so, yes, having it on a different day to respect each other um each other's yeah. religion will be the you know and also not to spite or um you know disrespect the parents yeah okay yeah, yeah just give yeah. me a whole different topic of conversation so i'm gonna wrap put this in a yeah. whole different conversation because this is good yeah I, I <laughs> but you know but sure but, that's one thing yeah, I mean. you guys are fun yeah, yeah but go also, ahead see. going back to what mm -hmm. taylor was saying though um I think it's the weirdest thing that people have this giant multi, you know, almost multi-thousand, tens of thousands of dollars ceremony. Yeah. Um, I am. To show up how I feel judged again. Okay. You're extra in general. Hey, so. You're extra. We, just <laughs> yeah, know we know you. We know Your you. birthday is like what my wedding will look like. So I imagine what your wedding will look right. like. But like, it's despite... <laughs> Like it's, people are having this whole spending so much money on this celebration to show how much they're in love with their partner and those yeah. other things. But like, if your friends are the and your family are the ones that are the guest members, they should already know this. Like, this mm. is not yeah. it's not a surprise to them that you're getting married. They're like, okay, yeah, we know we get to be dating for like three years. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, why do you need to make a whole show? It's the weirdest like thing. I'm uh, clearly I'm a guy though, so I don't know. I didn't grow up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from a young age, I I knew I wanted like a small wedding because I'm just like, why would I invite that many people? I mean, if it was someone with a big family, then of course, because my family's not right. that big, so like I could easily make it 50 people. But um, I it also depends on like what your partner wants. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and to I've wrap it up. I'm going to tell you what my mom told me one time. Okay. Because I told my mom, I'm like, you know what? I want to have like a very small wedding. I mean, maximum people, 300 from like every, like, the, Sorry. Uh, 300. Hold on. So, Y'all think that is bad? I'm like, that's maximum, minimum 200, 250. Guess what? 50 she people said. difference? That was <laughs> mine. Matter? That was mine, though. This oh. lady says, uh, first of all, your dad's side has over 600 people. I'm like, first of all, it's not a concert, okay, lady? Oh, we pipe it down. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. I'm like, it's not so a concert. You have to take a Sharpie to the list and just see. I haven't seen this person in five years. Gotta That's go. what I told you. I'm probably going to elope. Got to go. Come Ten back. Got to go. And do a party, okay? Yeah, yeah, that sounds like the way to go, honestly. <laughs> yeah, elope, come back to a party, and we good. Like, I, I ain't got time. Oh, my God. I'm, yeah. I'm having, like, anxiety just thinking about 600 people in my world. Oh, I don't like, want to be guests to that. Like, Whereas, like, like, my dad, when I told him 50 people, he was like, um, can I have that down in writing, please? Because I'm going to hold you to that. He's like, I'm not paying for more than 50 people. You said 50 people. Yeah, I see. <laughs> that Mine is going to but but whilst you're wrapping this up, first of all, I want to have 17 bridesmaids and 17 groomsmen, and we're gonna wrap it up. Doing the most for the no most. reason. Goodbye. <laughs> oh my god! No. Are you gonna pay for their dresses? 
No, you but these is no one pays for their dresses though. Like you pay for your own oh. dress and your outfit. No, oh my so, god, that's just like mm-mm. I've been in a few that, weddings. Is this part, is this part going your... to be in the in the podcast? It will because I just like, do you know how expensive bridesmaid dresses are? Honestly, I, I don't even know if I'm gonna have bridesmaids because it's just it's a scam. <laughs> no, I'm doing it for them. I'm doing it for them. Like it's so much money. Like it's ridiculous. And I got my dress from David's Bridal, which is cheap. And so I was like, this is a cheap dress. It was like 150 for a dress I'm going to wear once, once. you know? I know. But it was for my sister, so, you know, I love her and all, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, you as a listener at home, thank you so much for tuning in and joining us. We'll be back here next week with another exciting episode. Don't forget to join the conversation on Twitter, SSRNKabute, Instagram, Saturday Shade, and do not forget to hashtag Saturday Shade. And always remember, Saturday Shade, it is all about the fun.